In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest technical analysis as one analyst predicts a Bitcoin price crash all the way down to $20,000. And check it out, moving forward, all Crypto News Alerts YouTube videos will have both English and Espanol subtitles available. I'm also currently working on a dedicated channel dubbed 100% in Espanol. Let me know if that excites you. Also, check this out. Stanley Drunkenmiller is now known as one of the most successful hedge fund managers on Wall Street and is currently worth 6.2 billion dollars. He says straight up, frankly, if the gold bet works, the Bitcoin bet will probably work better. Preach. Also in today's show, Ethereum futures ETFs garner a lukewarm reception on the first day of trading with all of the trading volume across nine products at less than $2 million. We'll also be discussing the crypto community tells Elon Musk to dump the Satoshi X account. I'm also going to be sharing with you a Satoshi Nakamoto secret email emerging from the shadows never shared before, as well as here's what's in store for Bitcoin and the S&P 500 for quarter four of 2023. According to crypto analyst Jason Pizzino. I'm also going to be sharing Invest Answers, unveiling his max upside price target for Bitcoin in 2025. And quoting Max Kaiser from November of 2011, he says, Bitcoin has about 100,000 users now. My goal is to try to get that number up to 1 million in 2012. He also shared his short-term price target of $65,000 back in January of 2021. And lo and behold, by November, we smashed that price target. He now says that BlackRock agrees with my 220,000 interim price target for Bitcoin, which he says is still in play. He also says by the time America catches up to El Salvador and starts buying Bitcoin, the price will be over a million dollars per coin. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market, all this plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Welcome, everyone just joining us. This is a live show. As you know, seven days a week. Welcome to the number one daily Bitcoin pod. This is pod episode number 1420. Just blaze. Today is October 3rd, 2023, and the markets are correcting and consolidating after the recent pump. Let's kick off today's show with our market watch as we do each and every day. You can see Bitcoin correcting down 2.2%, trading just above $27,200. Also, Ether is down trading at $1,650, along with the majority majority of the altcoin market and checking out coinmarketcap.com we're still sitting at 1.08 trillion dollars with roughly 36 billion in volume in the past 24 hours we've got the bitcoin dominance which has recently been on the climb currently at 49.3% with the ether dominance barely up trading at 18.4%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past 24 hours, we got Gala leading the pack, up almost 7%, trading at 1.5 cents, followed by Conflux, up 3%, trading at 13.6 cents, followed by Polygonmatic, up 3%, trading just under 57 cents. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past week, we can see ultimately a sea of green with a handful in, I mean, a sea, I should say, of red with a handful in the green with RLB leading the pack 
back up roughly 17%, with the biggest losers being Bitcoin Cash and Aave down collectively roughly 7%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, one of my favorite indicators, hence why I share it every day in the show. We're currently rated dead in the middle with a 50, which is neutral, same as yesterday. Last week was a 46, and last month, a 40 in fear. So there you have it. How many of you are currently bullish on the King Crypto? Let me know. And how many of you are anticipating a low, as I'm going to be sharing an analyst predicting a $20,000 price crash, and we'll be breaking down everything in between. So let's get it, shall we? And again, welcome to everyone just joining us. Make sure to say hello in that live chat, as this is a live and interactive show. And at the end of the show, I read everyone's comments out loud. So let's break down today's Bitcoin technical analysis. Bitcoin just hit six-week highs to start off October, but some forecasts still see the Bitcoin price returning to 20000 in which, lo and behold, there's a CME futures gap, if you didn't know. And while up around 6% since the start of last month and now circling 27.5, Bitcoin is not fooling many with its current price behavior. The Bitcoin price strength in the recent weeks has many market participants hoping for a push and even through 30,000 resistance. Send it. Let's go. For some, there remains every reason to be cautious. However, in an ex- Post analysis published October 2nd, popular trader Crypto Bullet reiterated that 20,000 is still very much on the radar as the Bitcoin price target. The latest trip to 28.6, he argued, is now forming the right hand shoulder of a classic head and shoulders chart pattern with the downside logically due to follow if it completes, quoting the analysts here. Second half of October should be bearish, in my opinion. The idea was built on an August roadmap with a short term upside target of 28,000 before reversing towards that 20,000 target. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analysts. I disagree. I think we are bullish for this October, and I think we're more than likely to continue up, but it's good to cover all our basis here. Now, not all reasons headed heated his warning with fellow popular trader Elise, in particular, skeptical of the likelihood for this scenario playing out. Crypto bullet, however, is far from alone when it comes to fearing that the worst for Bitcoin is over yet. In one of CryptoQuant's quick take blog posts on September 28th, we had Wetson, founder and CEO of crypto trading resource, Dominando Crypto, compared Bitcoin's performance between 2020 and 2022. Quoting the analyst here, between 2020 and 2022, Bitcoin underwent a notable appreciation, reaching historic highs and capturing global attention. However, this phase was followed by a significant correction that caused the prices to plummet, sending crypto back to the lower levels. Now, we also suggest that should history repeat, a sub-20,000 level could resurface. And an accompanying chart offered a fractal, which now has been subject to a repeat, quoting him again. Now, in 2023, we are once again witnessing Bitcoin achieving over 100% gains, attracting substantial interest from institutional and retail investors. Nonetheless, the market has recently experienced significant volatility and a downward price trend. The similarity to the past raises questions about whether we are witnessing a repeat of the previous cycle and he continued right here. The target is 19,500 USD if this fractal holds over the next few weeks, which could result in a series of FUD and negative news in the crypto space. Furthermore, there's a possibility of a redistribution where the price threatens significant highs, but institutional profit taking forces the price down, creating the atmosphere of uncertainty in the market. And as reported, we also had another analyst, Rack Capital, who's demanding that the bulls step up to protect this support in order to avert the long-term 
retracement. Now for news, as I shared in the intro of the show, moving forward, all Crypto News Alerts YouTube videos will have both English and Espanol subtitles available. And I'm currently working on a dedicated channel dubbed 100% in Espanol so we can serve our Latin community for the Bitcoin daily news. Let me know if this excites you and if you'll be one tuning in. And also, as shared here, breaking news, Stanley Drunken Miller, known as one of the most successful hedge fund managers on Wall Street, who has worked 6.2 billion, he says, frankly, if the goal bet works, then the Bitcoin bet will probably work better. How many of you believe that he is probably right? Let me know your honest thoughts, fam, in the comments right down below. And with that being shared, yesterday was a historic day for Ethereum futures ETFs launching. However, they ultimately flopped with less than $2 million in trading volumes across nine assets. So let's break this uh, down and uh, discuss it, shall we? Here we go. Check it, check it, check it. The rush of excitement that accompanied the launch of nine new Ethereum futures ETFs appears to have yielded little in the way of investment dollars in comparison. October 2nd, nine new ETF products, which are designed to track futures contracts tied to the value of the Ethereum native currency, arrived on the market. Of these funds, only five hold exclusively Ether futures, while the other four track a mixture of Bitcoin and Ether futures contracts. Quoting Eric Balchunez right here, unprecedented day today with multiple ETFs all launching at the same time. No clear winner has emerged. All of them were pretty average, lower than I would have predicted, but it's a long run. And remember, these hold futures. ETFs investors much prefer physical to derivatives. That's right. We much rather prefer spot ETFs because there's nothing but manipulation and price suppression continuously occurring in the futures market, all by design, hence why the regulators decide not to approve anything spot related, but they continue to approve the futures ETFs, which blows my mind personally. In total, all nine ETFs witnessed less than $2 million worth of trading volume, which is essentially nothing. As of midday Eastern time on the first day of trading, the most popular of the futures ETFs products were Valkyrie's Bitcoin Strategy ETF, which tracks a combo of Bitcoin and Ether, raking up a total of $882,000 worth of volume. It's worth noting it had already been trading as a Bitcoin-only futures ETF since October of 2021, but then adjusted its strategy to also include ETH. The first day trading volume of Ether ETFs paled comparison with that of the ProShares Bitcoin Strategy ETF, which debuted October of 2021, one month prior to hitting that all-time high. Enduring a roaring market for crypto assets, obviously, it witnessed more than $1 billion in trading volume on its first day. So, wow, compare that. $1 billion in 24 hours to less than $2 million in 24 hours. Crazy. Now, Baltunez noted that compared to the regular traditional finance ETF launch, the volume you witness was actually quite a lot, though investors tend to prefer spot ETF products over futures. Duh. Balchunez explained that all the products were scheduled for launch on the same day as the SEC wanted to prevent any one fund from gaining market domination. Now, what if the uh, SEC decided to do the same thing with the spot ETF, approved them all at the same time? Like, whoa. Meanwhile, a range of United States firms jousted for the pole position for the nascent Ether futures market. ETF firm Volatility Shares canceled its plans to list a similar product, saying that it didn't see the opportunity at the current time. Well, we all know, know this. We're all seeking the spot ETFs. Those are the game changers. And there is probably about a 95% chance that the BlackRock Bitcoin spot ETF get approved in 2023. I mean, 2024. We're in 2023. Hopefully, right before the halving occurs, scheduled to be in, uh, what is that, April of next year, roughly six months 
months out as we know it's going to trigger trillions of dollars cascading into the Bitcoin market. And that alongside the Bitcoin halving are the two biggest catalysts for 2024. And let's add a third bullish catalyst, which is a supply shock as there's currently less than 2 million Bitcoin sitting on the exchanges. And for these ETFs, once they get approved for the spot, they have to be holding the underlying asset. So there's going to be mass accumulation continuing by the whales, not only in this fourth quarter of 2023, but collectively in 2024 as well. So let's freaking go. And with that being shared, now for the Satoshi X saga going on. And also, I want to share with you Satoshi Nakamoto's secret letter, which came from the shadows, never shared before. I've never read it. I'm going to be reading it in real time with you. So let's break this one down, shall we? Uh, members of the crypto community have rallied behind a post on X calling for Elon to remove a profile claiming to be the fabled creator of Bitcoin, Satoshi Nakamoto. October 3rd, the user posted, saying that both the account claiming to be Nakamoto and the account with the handle Bitcoin should be removed because they breached the platform's terms of service, which says doesn't allow misleading and deceptive identities as Pleditor shared here. Hey, Elon, Bitcoin and Satoshi accounts are in breach of your terms of service for using misleading and deceptive identities. Please remove their check marks. I guess it could be confusing to people thinking it is an official Bitcoin account when we know there will never be an official Bitcoin account and an official Satoshi account, which we all no, there will never be an official Satoshi account. He says you can't misappropriate someone else's identity without disclosing you are a parody account. It is no different than making a fake Tesla or Elon Musk account. And I think he makes a great point. What are your thoughts, chat? Let me know. The true identity of Nakamoto has been subject of discussion in the Bitcoin and crypto community, as we know since the inception. Satoshi X account is reportedly run by a user named Andy Rowe, who was claiming to be posting from a profile back in 2018. And on July of 2018, Rowe said he curates quotes for the Satoshi account, as outlined right here. The account had been quiet since October 31st of 2018. However, October 2nd, uh, Yesterday, the account made a new post saying Bitcoin is a predicate machine and went on to explain that it would explore different aspects of the Bitcoin white paper over the coming months, as Satoshi Nakamoto announced here on X. Now, what are your thoughts, fam? Let me know. Another user called for the accounts to be disabled, linking or likening them to how X responded to the account with the handle Internet. Uh, yeah, interesting. The Bitcoin creator's true identity to this day remains a mystery with many people over the years claiming to be the true Satoshi, the most prominent of which is fake Toshi, Craig Wright. Now let's discuss this particular letter which recently surfaced from the shadows, allegedly from Satoshi Nakamoto. Check this out. Fragments of Satoshi's secret identity, the genius responsible for the birth of Bitcoin, has resurfaced, shedding new light on the creation of the world's first crypto. This revelation comes in the form of an email and bearing the date August 22nd, 2008. We all know the Genesis block was, I believe, in January of 2009. Now the email director to computer scientist Wei Dai offers a captivating window in the nascent stages of Bitcoin's creation, a journey that would go out to profoundly alter the contours of the global financial realm. This recently unveiled correspondence serves as a valuable historical artifact, shedding light on the intellectual exchanges and collaborative efforts that paved the way for the development of Bitcoin. By delving into this previously hidden piece of communication from Satoshi to Wei Dai, we gain invaluable insights into the genesis of the revolutionary crypto, a tech Technology that would ultimately disrupt and redefine traditional financial paradigms worldwide. So let's discuss it. In the email, Satoshi expresses profound admiration for Wade Dai's B Money page, indicating
creating a strong connection to Dai's groundbreaking work in the field of digital currencies. Satoshi goes on to reveal his intention to release a comprehensive paper expanding upon Dai's ideas, ultimately culminating in the birth of Bitcoin. Now let's read the actual letter. You can see it's dated here, August 22nd, 2008, sent at 4.38 p.m. from the one and only Satoshi Nakamoto with the email satoshi at anonymousspeech.com. Here's what he had to share. The subject says, citation for your B Money page. I was very interested to read your B Money page. I'm getting ready to release a paper that expands on your ideas into a complete working system. Adam Back of Hash cash.org noticed the similarities and pointed me to your site. I need to find out the year of publication of your B-Money page for the citation in my paper. It'll look like, and he shared the link, you can download the pre-release here. And now, title, Electronic Cash Without a Trusted Third Party Abstract, a purely peer-to-peer -peer version of electronic cash would allow online payments to be sent directly from one party to another without the burdens of going through a financial institution. Digital signatures offer part of the solution, but the main benefits are lost if a trusted party is still required to prevent double spending. We propose a solution to the double spending problem using a peer-to-peer -peer network. The network timestamps transactions by hashing them into an ongoing chain of hash-based proof-of-work, forming a record that cannot be changed without redoing the proof-of-work. The longest chain not only serves as a proof of the sequence of events witnessed, but proof that it came from the largest pool of CPU power. As long as honest nodes control the most CPU power on the network, they can generate the longest chain and outpace any attackers. The network itself requires minimal structure. Messages are broadcasted on a best efforts basis, and nodes can leave and rejoin the network at will, accepting the longest proof of work chain as proof of what happened while they were gone. Satoshi. Now, what makes this email intriguing is the role of Adam Back, in which we all know I cover him commonly here on the show, the renowned crypto. crypto Photographer responsible for hash cash. It was Back who recognized the striking parallels between Dai's work and Satoshi's ambitious project, steered Satoshi towards Wei Dai's website. This chance encounter set in motion the collaboration that would help shape the future of digital finance. Preach. Now, within the email, Satoshi provides a link to a pre-release draft of his seminal paper titled Electronic Cash Without a Trusted Third Party. In a remarkably open and cooperative spirit, he encourages Wei Dai to not only download the draft, but to share it with anyone who might share their passion for advancing this revolutionary technology. So in the summary of Satoshi's paper, a glimpse into the forward-thinking mind of the anonymous creator is provided. It addresses the core challenge that drove Satoshi, the need for a decentralized peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash system. This pioneering concept aimed to enable direct online payments between individuals, bypassing traditional financial intermediaries that had long dominated the global financial system. It essentially proposed a financial paradigm shift promising greater autonomy for users and sparking discussions about potential disruptions of the established financial order. Satoshi's work laid the groundwork for the digital currency revolution and the subsequent development of numerous cryptocurrencies. Now let's discuss the genesis of the financial revolution as the identity of Satoshi remains one of the most enduring mysteries of this world of tech and finance. This newly revealed email offers a tantalizing glimpse into the early days of the Bitcoin development. It reaffirms the collaborative an open source ethos that underpins the crypto movement, highlighting the pivotal role of individuals like Wei Dai and Adam Back in the genesis of a financial revolution. And as we all know, the rest is history. So what are your thoughts, fam? Who do you think Satoshi is? Do you think it's a collective? Do you think it was a sole individual? Let me know your humble thoughts. And do you think 
I mean, what do you think actually happened to Satoshi? Do you think he chooses to be a mystery and is still here on Earth living with us? Or do you think he may have, uh, you know, passed away or, you know, they're still protecting his identity? Just let me know whatever your thoughts are. And at the end of the show, I'll be reading everyone's comments out loud. Now let's discuss a quarter four Bitcoin price target prediction between uh, Bitcoin as well as the S&P and how the market is likely to fare. According to crypto analyst Jason Pizzino, here we go. He believes one scenario is likely to play out for both Bitcoin and the S&P in the upcoming months. In a new strategy session, he shares with his YouTube subs that both Bitcoin and the S&P can dip at the start of October before entering a bull market. Quitting him here, I'm thinking this period here, that quarter three of 2023, early quarter four, might be the next best opportunities for those, Bitcoin and dollar cost averaging. Now, let's take a quick look at the downside because it's not all going to be straight up in roses from here because we've got a lot of overhead resistance. We still have a 50% level, the macro level at 23,600, which is the cycle low to the current first range out. So in the short term, maybe October does push lower because like we have seen in the past, from the S&P that we do get some of these lows here. Sometimes we get October lows. Sometimes we get March lows, which both happen this time around. And maybe the S&P just touches a little bit lower for October and it starts to work its way higher over the course of the quarter four and quarter one of 2024. So for Bitcoin, maybe it does have a nice green September, a quick move to 23,630 for October, and then maybe a higher close of 28.5. That could all be a possibility there. The trader is keeping a close watch on a key price level to the upside to determine if Bitcoin will confirm a massive bull market cycle after October, quitting him here. And let's see if the market can overcome those key levels to the upside. 28,500 is a real big trigger that I'm looking for here for consolidation so we can start to test 32,000, which is approximately the current high of this year, which is the white line here. And we would then drop the probabilities of further downside moves past 25,000, which he outlines in this chart. Now, the last white line to the upsides are at 50%. That's at 42,000 level or 42,000 to be more precise. And then the monthly swing top is at 48,200. So there are going to be some pretty significant levels when this market does start to break out of 32,000. And of course, throw in 35,000 and throw in 38,000. And of course, the psychological number of $40,000 per Bitcoin for good measure. So there you have it, fam. Let me know if you agree or disagree with this analyst that we can potentially see a $40,000 price target before the end of 2023. And would that be in your humble opinion. A Merry Christmas. Let me know. And to watch this video, the analyst did. Check the show notes below the video in the description as I share the resources from every article reference here on the live show. And now let's discuss a bullish 2025 uh, cycle peak prediction from crypto analyst Invest Answers before we dive into some targets from Max Kaiser, the high priest of BTC. So here we go. Shout out to Invest Answers, by the way. The Wiley Followed Analyst is laying out the upper bounds of his price target for Bitcoin in 2025. In a new video, he shares that his price target for Bitcoin is heavily dependent upon multiple factors, including the on-chain supply and the future of the spot Bitcoin ETFs in the US and the overall adoption of the top crypto asset. He also hosts and notes that Bitcoin's long-term hodler supply has reached a new all-time high. That's right. Whales continue to accumulate. Quitting him here. It is insane. People are not selling. And where are my long-term hodlers at? 
put long-term hodler uh, LTH in the live chat. I'll give you all a shout out in a little bit. The analyst believes Bitcoin can hit 89,000 per coin sometime in 2025, though he thinks Bitcoin has a max upside of $142,000. The Invest Answers host notes that his price targets will be lower if the U.S., I mean, yeah, the U.S. SEC decides against approving the spot Bitcoin ETF. However, the analyst says that things could go crazy if the SEC greenlights a spot-based Bitcoin ETF. And again, according to top ETF analyst Eric Balchunas of Bloomberg, he says there is over a 75% chance, he even said as high as 95% chance, that ETF gets approved by next year. The SEC delayed their decisions on a slew of spot Bitcoin ETF apps, as we know, last week, though the regulator will likely rule on a number of them by early 2024. And let's not forget that Gary Gensler, the chairman of the SEC, just got his butt handed to him as Congress told him straight up, we want a Bitcoin ETF approved by the SEC immediately, referring to spot Bitcoin ETF, keyword immediately. So will Gary Gensler and the SEC listen to Congress and the demand of the American people? How do you think this is likely to play out? Let me know. So, and to watch this video analysis, Invest Answers did, check the show notes below the video in the description, and I'll include it in the show notes right down below. And with that being shared, fam, now let's break down the latest of Max Kaiser and his predictions starting all the way back in 2011. That's right, in 2011, I think Bitcoin price was less than $10 per coin. Max and Stacy are the first one to get credited with international TV coverage of Bitcoin via the Kaiser Report. Let's break this down along with his price prediction. So here's the official tweet. Here are the receipts, fam. November 27th, 2011, Max Kaiser tweeted, Bitcoin has about 100,000 users now. My goal is to try to get that number up to 1 million users in 2012. As he shared here as a reference, one of my first Bitcoin tweets from 2011, my goal then was to get a million new Bitcoin users by 2012. Then he also went on to share, and uh, this is documented January 10th of 2021, short-term price target, 65,000 in play. And he also said he had 220,000 in play as his long-term target. Now, lo and behold, we hit that short term target in November of that year, smashing 65 and hitting the all-time high of $69,000. He also says that BlackRock agrees with his $220,000 interim price target for Bitcoin and that that target is still in play. And I know he has been saying this target has been in play for quite some time, but you got to give the man respect because he is one of the earliest adopters of Bitcoin and one of the biggest proponents to be sharing it on a global stage. He also shared back in, let's see here, September of 2021, he wrote, by the time America catches up to El Salvador and starts buying Bitcoin, the price will be over $1 million per coin. Let me know if you agree or disagree with this prediction. Now I want to share with you a particular interview he did entitled El Salvador will become debt free in 2030 with Bitcoin mining. And again, he was asked many questions and here's what he had to share. How will Volcano Energy's investment in the country be executed? He shared the initial capital of 250 million will go towards geothermal energy. And while that is achieved, wind and solar energy will be first worked on. The infrastructure is already in Metapon. Everything is assembled and we have been actively building. And to get the geothermal project, it would take four 
four or five years to get it up and running. Meanwhile, the solar and wind project will be built and should be operating within six to nine months. And I believe some of the solar and wind projects are already up and activated. And he's ultimately saying the geothermal energy aspect, which is the volcano energy, is going to take a few years. Next question, what will the benefits of the mining project be on the El Salvador economy? He says, this project represents self-sufficiency for the country because we will mine Bitcoin ourselves in El Salvador. It also gives us geographical importance for the Bitcoin network. The idea that El Salvador is a large mining center allows for generating jobs in the area, increasing the gross domestic product and benefits of the country. Countries around the world are beginning to accumulate and mine Bitcoin as the world of fiat money and central banks disintegrate with the benefit a benefit of President Najib Bukele's new laws, such as making Bitcoin a legal tender. We have the ability to lead the world and arguably become the richest country in the world. Let's freaking go. Shout out to Bukele and uh, all the people of El Salvador. Volcano's energy mission is to make El Salvador the richest nation on earth. Bitcoin is the new oil and El Salvador will be the Saudi Arabia of Bitcoin. Very powerful words there, fam. And by 2030, Volcano Energy's market cap will exceed El Salvador's GDP of $29 billion and reach $50 billion as we expand geothermal mining. And the price of Bitcoin soars to $1 million per coin. It is a mathematical certainty. Damn right. This country will be debt-free by 2030 with Bitcoin and geothermal Bitcoin mining. Let's go. He's also asked, what is the long-term vision with this mining project? Max responded, El Salvador will have the largest Bitcoin mining project in the world. We will start with 241 megawatts, but the idea is clearly to increase to 5,000, 10,000, 15,000, or even 20,000 megawatts. The main source over time will be the geothermal energy, and the country is rich in it, and we will use this resource. One of the main things that attracted us to El Salvador was the potential for Bitcoin mining with geothermal energy. Also like to point out all the other Central American and Latin American countries that have volcanoes that can tap into geothermal energy. So they basically are providing the blueprint. Globally, 52% of the Bitcoin mining is already done with renewable energy. Take that you know what I mean? Uh, FUD from Elon Musk with ESG and all those, all that nonsense. Because it is much cheaper. Bitcoin solves emission problems. Bitcoin is the cleanest industry in the world and promotes peace, unlike the fiat money industry, which is the most harmful to the environment and also promotes violence. Facts. With the, will the company hire Salvadoran talent? He says, yes. Who is the CEO of Volcano Energy? A Salvadoran who is a pioneer in Bitcoin mining. He has worked on large mining projects in Norway and is one of the best mining experts of the world. And he has returned to El Salvador under the leadership of President Najib Bukele. How many of you have been to El Salvador? Let me know, chat. The company will look for the best talent available in the country. Hundreds of jobs will be created at the start of the project and thousands of jobs over time. Depending upon the progress, we are going to train Salvador but there are already engineers in the country who develop mining with geothermal energy and specialists in construction and energy. There is good talent. And what will your role in the company be, Max? He says, my role as CEO is to raise money and develop architecture of a business model. This is an investment with compound interest. That is, part of the profits will be reinvested into Bitcoin mining and increasing the megawatts. Usually, the mining industry is based on over-indebtedness, uh, indebtedness, and that becomes a problem. We are not using leverage with debt since 
since it is through shareholders' equity. 23% of the profits will go to the Salvadoran government, 27% to investors, and 50% is reinvested in mining under the company's proprietary Kaiser Rehash feature. It has been called that since I developed the idea and made it a part of the business model, and we are the only mining company in the world that does it this way. The effect is that a compound function is created that increases the hash rate, which is the amount of computing power to mine a Bitcoin, also understood as the ability of a single mining rig to do a mathematical calculation like any compound function. This is a concept that is common in finance, but I determined that it will also be used effectively in the mining industry, not only to the increase of the hash rate, but also to reduce the volatility. So there you have it. Now, Max also shared in an interview with Bitcoin, it's kind of the end of price discovery because everything will be priced in Bitcoin eventually. Preach. Everything goes to zero against Bitcoin. And so for someone like myself who has been following this for 40 years, finance markets, technology, Bitcoin is the holy grail. It is the end all. I would say my compatriot in all of this is the one and only Michael Saylor. When you hear Michael Saylor talk, he talks about the aesthetics of Bitcoin, the beauty of Bitcoin, and he speaks about it in a way I think that carries the torch from the Max and Stacy from 2011. He started buying it, I guess, when it was 10 or 12,000 or so in 2020. So we were there from 2011 to 2020. I think he's kind of carried the torch from 2020 in a lot of ways, introducing Bitcoin to massive pools of capital. I am surprised that more companies haven't followed his lead, giving the break in inflation we have had exactly as Saylor predicted, the melting ice cube, as he called it. And at that time, it's exactly what happened. Well, I guess we can now say we're in the era where BlackRock and these other major institutions are now looking at Bitcoin. So his work on the institutional level, I guess, is bearing fruit. Now, three years later, I see in the Middle East, they are starting to recognize Bitcoin. So that's a huge pool of capital. I think all of that oil money will find its way into Bitcoin and be a huge catalyst for the higher prices. It's a natural way for the oil industry to diversify their portfolio because Bitcoin is essentially energy and the energy eventually gets priced in Bitcoin. And there is a marriage between these two in a big way. So I think that's kind of the answer. I've always been fascinated by price discovery and markets and the architecture of how markets work under the hood. And Bitcoin is such a pristine, perfect money that I think it is something that humans have been searching for since forever. And now we are seeing it change society on a really fundamental level with the introduction of Bitcoin. A lot of people are freaking out because of it, because it destroys the status quo. And a lot of people have been waiting for it to come along, have the faith that humanity can be saved. They see Bitcoin in those terms. So you have this split going on, which is very exciting. So it just continues on and on. How can you not be interested in it? I think the people who were into it earlier and walked away just never got it from the beginning. Once it's categorized as an asset class, we have nothing to do except position ourselves in this asset class. Either we are going to be a small position or a big position, but we cannot ignore it. We cannot not have a position. Preach. Now listen up, fam. So even 1% of that multi-hundred trillion dollar funds available moves the needle on Bitcoin and it moves it up considerably. So if we get into the 5 to 10% range, then you start to really see it raise ahead to the seven-figure type predictions that people have been making, including myself, because it is an asset class. And on the flip side, what we have seen in the gold market, which is the ability to control price discovery and manipulate the prices is real through the derivatives market. So the price of gold has been lagging inflation for 20 years, two decades, fam, because the governments around the world don't like gold making their fiat money look bad. That's right. Gold undermines the US dollar. So they make it easy for huge funds to manipulate the price of gold and to scalp it to continuously skim profits off of gold, which is what they do almost every day. You can watch it and you 
you can see it. In fact, it's pretty clear. And they are very good at keeping the price of gold and silver down. There is something like for every ounce of silver, there's probably 50 ounces worth of derivatives floating in various exchanges around the world that are used to keep the price of silver down because governments don't want gold to race ahead and draw capital out of their fiat money scam and into gold. Facts. And with Bitcoin, we have the ability to pull our private keys, which is not really available with gold. So technically, people can take delivery of gold on these exchanges, but there's never been an organized attempt to do so. We tried to do it a few years ago. It crashed JP Morgan, buy gold and silver, because after the 2008 financial crisis, when JP Morgan ended up buying Bear Stearns effectively for nothing, they inherited this huge multi-million dollar short silver position that Bear Stearns was managing at the behest of presumably the government. The government likes to stay involved. And also, I did some calculations, and it became clear that if this short position was not covered, the price of silver got to 60 or $70 an ounce, it would bankrupt JP Morgan Chase. So we started this crash JP Morgan buy silver campaign, and we got the price of silver from $15 up to $50. So we got it up to the old Hunt Brothers $50 level, and then the Fed, of course, came in and changed the laws overnight to make it possible for these banks to have and carry much greater short positions in silver. So they printed up a lot of paper silver derivatives, and they stopped the run on their bank, and the price went back down to $15 or so. And it leaves us with this as a conclusion. So we have seen that it is possible to force capitulation in the silver market. But at the end of the day, because the ability to pull private keys is not like it is with Bitcoin, I don't think it'll ever succeed. Whereas with Bitcoin, you can pull your private keys. So there you have it, fam. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the one and only Max Kaiser. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. Hoddle.